On today's episode, we go over the possibility of Matt Mervis handling the first base position for the Cubs in 2023. We also go over some other prospects and minor league goings on, including the Tennessee Smokies and the championship game of, of their division. And then we wrap up with Cubs and Phillies preview. That's all ahead right now. Locked on Cubs, your daily Chicago Cubs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Cubs, your first listen every day at all things Northsiders. Alongside Sam Olber, I'm Matt Cozy. Pleased to be with you for a Tuesday edition of the show. We have a great week in store for everybody. Not only do the Cubs play the Phillies, but we have a lot of good stuff for you lined up this week. Sam, how was your Monday and excited to roll in uh, today? Yeah, doing well. A little different scenery at my mother's for for this episode. Feel good. Good Monday. Um, ready to talk some Cubs. And uh, it's it, it's a double victory Monday. Oh, that's right. Because the Cubs and the Bears won. Right. And the Sox lost. Right. 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 So you could get your victory chicken or whatever you're going to be doing uh, tonight. Uh, Matt Mervis is going to be the main topic of conversation as we lead off today's program. Uh, Matt Mervis is a first baseman in the Cubs organization that has absolutely crushed it in 2022. Uh, He's 24 years of age. He hits from the left side. He actually went undrafted, although if you check the fine print, that was because uh, his eligibility came up in 2020, where there was only five rounds that year uh, with the shortened draft due to the pandemic. And This year, since Jump Street, all he's done is hit, and we're going to explore a lot of different angles of this, Uh, but I just wanted to go over his line across three levels, then I'm going to pass it over to Sam. On this season, in high A, double A, and triple A, uh, he's been with the I-Cubs for a while now, he's slash line of 309, 380, 987, with 35 home runs, 39 doubles, and 117 runs batted in. He's slugging 606 uh, to get to that 987 OPS. Um, and, and you know this better than I know this. Some of these minor league places, it's not a free. It's not easy to hit the ball out of the ballpark. No, uh, you know he he only played in 134 games. I think you mentioned that. So that's basically. I mean, give the guy another. You know. Uh, 20, 25 games. We're talking about probably a 40 home run campaign with 125, 130 driven in. Look, to me, I understand that there's, of course, going to be a little apprehensiveness among Cub Nation, especially Cub Nation that's been with us for a while because this has a very eerily similar Brian LaHare feeling to it, right? Mm. Uh, Now, Brian LaHare was older than Matt Mervis. Um, but Hey, little prospect here. This guy's been hitting, you know, we're kind of in an in-between spot at first base. Let's give this guy a shot. Starts out amazing. And by the end of the year, he's playing baseball overseas. Um, I don't think that's the case here. I, 
And, and the thing about this is I don't really think this is a very high-risk move. The Cubs right now, with all due respect to my guy, my Rivas guy, um, <laughs> don't really have much at first base and hadn't had much at first base the entire season. There's no reason why they shouldn't give him a chance. Um, let's say, Matt, let's say he plays the whole year next year. If he finishes the year with like an an eight twenty OPS, so anywhere over eight hundred, and gives you gives you twenty five home runs just without even seeing the other statistics, it's going to greatly. It's probably going to it's probably going to win the Cubs an extra three four games right there. Yeah, I, I love the thought process there. Uh, the Cubs and OPS as a position group at first base is third to last at six twenty two this year. So, did you say six twenty two? Yeah. I mean, that is... It's that, so that, bad. That's horrible. Somehow it's not last. First of all, I don't know who's last. Who's last. It's got to be Oakland or the Nationals or somebody. But Correct. Um, 622 is, is, is unplayable at any position, let alone first. Right. Even if your second baseman is doing that, that's not... It's, it's just unacceptable. Yeah. For, yes, for the most part. Um, yeah, everyday player, 622, is just putrid. So, you know, if you put him in, and again, obviously, I'm trying to lowball it here. I'm trying to lowball our expectations because that's what I do. And even if he, if he's not, the, even if he goes 25 home runs, 85, 90 driven in with an 808 OPS, think about the growth at, uh, of production there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Totally. Well, and, and I think they're, you know, just thinking about growth and, and, and his rapid rise. It's actually not as rapid as you might think because he was a little bit older when he got picked. He's right. a little bit older now than, than, than some of the guys he's maybe uh, playing with. Um, he's an athletic kid. You know, he pitched a lot at Duke in college. I, I think there might be a maturity factor there about making a transition, you know, making a smooth transition that, and the fact that he is so sharp already. Sure. Um, and, and just, just the, the presence to, and, and the, the competition and the ability to just dominate uh, an entire organization's offensive stats. I mean, he's first in the org in homers, doubles, and second in hits. Yeah. Um, it's wild to see. I know that, you know, he's, he's kind of become a, a social media uh, maven. You know, yeah. and just in terms of, okay, Mervis hit a home run. Let's throw right. the clip up there, which is great. Right. Great for the sport. Great for the fan base. Um, I see a dramatic hole at first base. It's large. You think about the guys that played over there this year, Sam. Yeah, let's just name a few. It's going to be Swindell. Swindell. Just signed with the Dominican Republic team. Rivas. Rivas. Higgins. Okay, now, okay. And let me, let's do a timeout. Because Rivas... Right, wait, now, now, wait a second. Are you calling for a 20 or a full? I think a 20. Okay. This is going to be quicker. Okay. So Rivas is solid defensively. I'll give him that. Solid. But he's not an everyday player, right? Agree. Okay. I, yeah. So I, there's I, my I've, 20 seconds. I've agreed with that for, you know, about three months now. Wisdom has played a little bit of first. I don't think wisdom makes sense at first. I think he's either the third baseman or he's not starting. Okay, well, I'll follow up on that. I think I, I, I don't disagree, but I think there's a, a possibility. PJ Higgins? No. That's his secondary position? No. Uh, don't see that happening. 
who else has played over there? Jared Young has played a couple games now since he's been up for a couple weeks. Uh, you know, Fran Mill is taking grounders pregame. No. Does, maybe, do, any of, do any of those guys excite you? No. Maybe one of those guys as a righty excites me to spell Mervis once a week versus a left-hander. And and you don't think that could be wisdom? It could be. I could see a wisdom Mervis rotation. I really can. Uh, but I don't – I'm tired of the rotations, and I'm tired well, of the pl- – say, say, say it more. Say it louder. And, and I'm tired of the platoons. I want to see if this kid could right. be an everyday player, so I don't want him sitting every single time there's a lefty. Against lefties, right. No, it would be can, embarrassing. Now, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Matt Mervis is, you said, 24 years old, He's right? 24 years of age, yeah. And – he had, with all due respect to the to the outstanding breakout year from PCA and Kevin Alcantara and Canary Hill, he was the best player in the minor league organization this year. Is that fair to say? Yes. Why do you think he's not higher on people's prospect list? Is it just due to age? So he was completely missed on the prospect list entering the year. So I think you kind of have the regression to the mean. I don't know if that's the, the right term. But he basically went from a nobody to, okay, now let's put him 20th or whatever. I think that's kind of the thinking. Yeah. It's like, I, I think there is a, almost a little bit of a pride factor from some of these publications yeah. who absolutely no clue who Mervis was, and then he just crushes it. So would they really put him top 10? Um, he was barely on midseason list. He's only really been on list recently. So. Yeah, and I, I mean, think, but I think that's sort of why I know that's maybe a and I, theory. And I've but. listened to him speak and and talk about his breakout, and he really attributed it to just a couple mechanical changes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it doesn't sound like it's super unsustainable, or at least in his eyes. Right, and and I I think the part to discuss there would be, you know, he struck out eighteen percent of the time and has walked nine percent. Yeah, it's I mean, not it's not glaring either way. Yeah, so so here I got it right in, in front my of my mind. Me. I don't think either of those are forty nine walks in one hundred and thirty four games. I mean, that's not it's not you know he's not it's not great, but again, it's it's not terrible. Right. Um, one hundred and four strikeouts in one hundred and thirty four games is is a fair amount, but it's not terrible. Correct. Here's a stat I love: three ground ball, three double plays grounded into all year. Wow. And he was hit by a pitch 11 times. Yeah, that's a lot. So that right there, that's that's really like 60 walks. Right, right. Free bases. Yeah, this one just seems like an obvious one to me. And, I mean, David Ross basically confirmed that, in, 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 I believe, on Saturday, saying that he's yep. excited about Mervis and what he could bring to the table. So, you know, to me, this is a no-brainer, and I think he will be an exciting unknown in the 2023 season. Yeah, I think he definitely has put himself in a position uh, to not only compete for a spot, but to win the job in in March 2023. And uh, obviously that that question mark will be there of, hey, can he handle it? But you mix in a righty every now and then or or whatever it is. Everybody needs a break. Everyone needs a break. Yeah, but I I think that there's a fit for him on the 23 Cubs, and uh, it's, it's really exciting. I did want to just note about playing in the Arizona Fall League. I know there were some questions about that. I was curious, but I think, Sam, you even made the point earlier um, about his games played, or you, you referenced the stat, and I think that's probably all it is. Just to is get to 160? Get him, 
yeah, let's get him some more plate appearances to get to what would be a full major league year. And you're doing it against high level pitching. Um, so we'll keep track of him and AZ this fall and uh, really excited for, for the, Mercury because our, game. our season doesn't stop when the Cubs season does. It doesn't. Oh, I like that phrase. Put on a shirt. The Cubs season has stopped, but we haven't. This is we're just starting. Cubs. We're just yeah. starting in October. We're just, we're just, we've been getting in reps since July fifth, but really we're starting on October fifth. Right. <laughs> okay. All right. Coming up next, we do want to get into the home run chase and the Cubs organization from a certain first baseman we've already talked about and an outfielder acquired. Uh, last trade deadline, plus some notes on the double A Smokies and more. That's all coming up after this. But first, we want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in depth articles and analysis on every game. You can find, and as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sport wager and info with live betting and up to the minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf, head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. And um, will you be betting on the over of Justin Fields' passing yards uh, this Sunday? I believe it's set at 45 and a half. <laughs> well, if it's that low, then I'd go over. It's a little joke, folks. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, it's probably not far off. He's getting yeah, – well, Sure, sure. Every time I've been in the car today, he's been getting uh, just lambasted. Yeah, it's tough. Tough to be a quarterback in this city when you're not playing well. Just tough. Three more games for the I-Cubs, which means three more games for Mervis and Alexander Canario to break their 35-homer tie. Uh, who do you think is going to win that? Um, if I were to give a prediction right now, it would be a total guess because I have absolutely no idea. So I'm going to stick with my guy that's been my guy all year long, and that's going to be Mr. Canario. You were you were one of the first in the uh, the media realm to, to talk I, about him. Yeah, I, I read a lot about him. I think – I think he's just scratching the surface. I believe he's hit 35 home runs this year in just 122 games. He's kind of had a breakout. Still got to work on, you know, his overall hitting profile, cutting down the strikeouts and walking more. But, you know, may, maybe some of the best natural power in the entire org. And he's on the 40-man already, so he's protected uh, going into this offseason. We'll see if he can make an impression at Sloan uh, next spring. Uh, Darius Hill, who hit in front of uh, – it was the other day I, I Cubs had Darius Hill 1, uh, Canario 2, Mervis 3. And uh, Darius Hill's mid to late 20s outfielder. He's second in all of minor league baseball with 161 hits. Wow. I know we've had some fans who have commented on our stuff. Uh, hey, why why not look at Darius Hill over an Ortega or even Velazquez or sure or yeah. whomever? And it's a great question. I think Darius Hill probably won't be protected in the Rule Five. He's eligible this December, and he probably will uh, be picked up by another team, which is tough. But those are decisions you have to make, and that that position is really crowded. Is there any way we could add him to the forty man and send you know Ortega somewhere? I I mean it's possible, but yeah. there's going to be a lot of decisions coming up. <laughs> You know, anywhere. Um. 
Are you talking like down the street potentially? It's just it's still whatever we have to do, you know, in order to, you know. I heard, yeah, Mariano's is busy this time. Of year. <laughs> right. Okay. And then Double uh, A Tennessee won Game One of the Southern League Championship Series Sunday night. Uh, DJ Hurts, Bailey Horn, and Riley Martin combined to uh, limit the Marlins affiliate Pensacola there. Uh, Horn and Martin are going to the Arizona Fall League, and then DJ Hurts is. Uh, top 12, top 10 uh, pitching prospects. So a lot of uh, a lot of power behind that trio last night in that game. And, and you have a Smokies lineup that uh, features a lot of power, including Bryce Ball, who was acquired in that Jock Peterson, Jock Peterson trade. trade. And he's a first baseman, too. Who says he can't scratch the surface next year? No, there should be. Well, I don't know. Option. There should be more options at first base to where you know that I, I you know I I usually am fairly aware of the statistic that six twenty two OPS from first base just made me almost lose my lunch. Right, right. That I'm guessing that was probably Zupas, right? Uh, not today. Uh, okay. Jewish holiday at the family. I apologize. A lot of, no, no, there's nothing to apologize for. Oh, sorry. Uh, you know you didn't you didn't hit me. You know what I mean? You you asked where I ate for lunch. You guessed wrong. There's no need to apologize. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Perlaza, Jake Slaughter, Chase Strump also dot the Smokies lineup. Game two is on Tuesday night. If they win that, they win a championship, which means that two affiliates would have won championships. Uh, Nico Horner had some comments about that the other day, which we can get to uh, later in the week. But a lot of winning going on in the Cubs organization, which is good to see, right, Sam? Yeah. Um, you know, my dad... Uh, uh, I was on the phone with my dad today and my dad thinks, and this is, uh, I'll directly quote him here in a second. Okay. That. Good to cite your sources. Yeah. And my dad is, you know, somewhat pessimistic like myself, but not as pessimistic as me said that he believes for the most part, I'm quoting since last year's trade deadline, the Cubs have gotten almost everything right. Now I, I, you know, I think he's talking all big picture because there's obviously a VR situation and those things. Um, But it it really feels like to me, this is a, this is the last year we're going to be bad. Yeah. Doesn't it feel like that to you? It does. No, it has that feeling. Yes. I I don't, I'll even go as far as to say this. I don't think Uh we're, I don't think, no, I'm serious. I don't think we're selling at the trade deadline again until the end of the decade. No, I'm serious. It's not that far. I mean, it's 20, you know, it's 20. No, that's good. That's good stuff. I don't think we're giving up prospects at the air. Er, er, excuse me. I, I don't think we're giving up major league players for prospects until the late 2020s. Wow. Yeah, I, I think those no, days that's are phenomenal. Over. Yeah. So the dog days are over then. I, well, not yet. We still got to get through nine games. We got nine games plus an off season, and then I think it's right. going to. You know, I'm not. I don't think we're going to come out here like Murderers Row in April 30th. The 27 Yankees. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we're. It's going to be that situation. But right. we're not going to be a bad baseball team. Coming up next, we preview Cubs Phillies. All right, we're back here on Lockdown Cubs. Thanks for making us your first listen in all things North Siders. And to wrap up today's show, we are going to preview Cubs-Phillies. I find it interesting that the Cubs could potentially put a dent in the Phillies' entire year. Uh, they are competing and, and for I don't want them to. Spot. 
They're in the thick of the race. What was that? Now, why don't I want them to, Matthew? Because that would be at the the advantage of the the uh, team in the in the Milwaukee area. And that's what and that, and that's why you're a highly qualified host. Right, right. No, I it's it's definitely now, conflicting, right? Or do you just root for the Cardinals? No, I'm not actively. What do we I'm, do? No, no, no. I'm not actively rooting against the Cubs. Brewers play the Cardinals this week. But if the Cubs sweep Philly, which we've already done, which right. by the way for Philly is really bad atrocity. Um, <laughs> if the Cubs were to like win those games, and then Milwaukee, you know, I I don't want to help out Milwaukee. I don't like that team. I don't like that organization, and I I don't want them to make the playoffs this year. Is that fair? That is. No, it's well said. It's you might even say it's astute. Who? Um, what's the pitching matchups this week? That's going to be so. First of all, the first pitches are 640, 640, and 120. So you like that nice and early. Strowman against Wheeler. Wisneski against Nola. Well, I got a root for Wisneski. And Assad against Suarez. You could win two out of three in this series. Yeah, Strowman Wheeler is a good matchup. Yeah, they're really good. Really good. Uh, the Cubs are. Oh, oh, you got. Wait. You got, you got, you do you have a spread for tomorrow's tilt? Yes, Tuesday's game. Yes, that's going to be 640 at Wrigley. It's going to be the right hander, Zach Wheeler versus Strowman. I'm going to say Philly minus 140. I have from bet online minus 160. Really? Yeah, that's a little disrespect to Strowman. Yeah, it is. It is. He struggled at the, the, the federal landmark, but he's done better as of late. 160. I made you up on that. Okay, and then you can you can update us on Wednesday's program. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for to to, to potentially play spoiler. Um, I'm not excited for that. But but given that the other team that's lingering, yeah, I could probably avoid it as well. Yeah, ideally win two out of three and and have the St. Louis take care of Milwaukee. Absolutely, absolutely. Because I would I think it would be kind of nice at the you know it'd be hilarious if they ended up getting hot and covered their over before the year, which I think was 73 and a half. Could you Yeah, imagine, Vegas got it right. Could you imagine if they cover that over with everything, how bad they've been this season? It'd be wild. It'd be wild. Be sure to hit that subscribe button for Locked On Cubs on YouTube and smash the like button on all your favorite Locked On Cubs content. We're also on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your pods. And remember, you can drop us a text. Please send us your questions this week. We'd love to read them on the air. Thanks for making Locked On Cubs your first listen every day. Now make your second, the Locked On MLB podcast, where Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, unique perspective on every team, and the biggest stories around the league. He's Sam Olber. I'm Matt Cozy. This is Locked On Cubs. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. 
you made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.